Welcome to the St. Michael Daily Meditations for Lent. My name is Robin Hinkle, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is In the Garden. When Jesus faced his deepest trial, he prayed in the garden. As we struggle with our own trials, Jesus walks with us and calls us to a deeper life of prayer and commitment to God's love. As Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 13 to 22. As Jesus went out again beside the lake, the whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and the people came to him and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them. As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old cloak. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Here ends the reading. As I was thinking about this passage from Mark's Gospel, I allowed my inner nerdiness to have a little fun. And so I got on my computer and did a deep dive into fasting as it appears in our Holy Scriptures. And to broaden the scope of my search results, I used the word fast as opposed to the word fasting. And so one of the things I found were in our scriptures on why and how and when people fast, giving up food and drink as they live out their faith. In general, some people fast as a sign of repentance in hope of receiving God's mercy and grace. This type of fasting can be because a person is feeling contrite or despair because of particular sins, or it could be part of a larger communal fast that was put in place for festivals or because of specific commandments of God contained in the Law of Moses. This spiritual discipline can, in addition to being one of contrition, be one of humility, remembering God is God and we are not. A second type of fasting you will find in the Bible has to do with making important decisions. When we are in a discernment process, seeking God's wisdom and grace and guidance, you can see people fasting. 
And so you see it when people are seeking leaders for God's people, or when they are looking to send people out in mission work. A third type of fasting occurs when people are pleading with God in deep earnestness for his intervention in a trial that a person is enduring. Illness, war, famine. It can be the trial of an individual, community, or nation, such as the people of Nineveh, who fasted in response to the message of Jonah. And finally, you will find people fasting during a time of mourning. All of these images of fasting are good and holy, wonderful spiritual disciplines that we all can use, yet I dare say they are probably underutilized these days by most followers of Christ. So I wonder what kind of fasting we could declare for ourselves in this modern age. Based on scripture that looks at the underlying reasons for fasting, it could look something like this. Taking a fast from injustice. Taking a fast from oppression and poverty. Taking a fast from war, anger, and conflict. Taking a fast from sin. Taking a fast from a focus of getting ahead in the world. Considering deeply how we individually and collectively can stop adding to the pain of this world, we can fast from all of these things, as well as our sin, and instead turn toward what is good and hopeful. Building up instead of tearing down. This goes for people, communities, and even our families. Which brings me to another thing I found as a result of my word search. When I searched for the word fast, I also found the beautiful words of God about holding fast to Him, as in clinging to Him, clinging to what is good, clinging to hope in our Lord, clinging to heavenly things. The disciples and the sinners and the tax collectors that were eating dinner with our Lord literally did this. They broke away from their old life of the world and changed completely their allegiance. They fastened their lives and hope on our Lord Jesus Christ and reveled in his word and miracles and ministry. I know they later certainly fasted at his death, the fast that comes naturally with deep mourning when we forget to eat. But after the resurrection of Jesus, I am also certain that they came to finally understand that through his life, death, and resurrection, our Lord is always with us. When we cling to him, hold fast to him, our lives absolutely take a turn, and we begin putting his new wine into our own new wineskins. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weakness of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.